Hello, Oregon. It's Thursday, April 30th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. More Oregonians died in the past month than is typical in mid-March and early April, and the official count of deaths linked to the new coronavirus doesn't fully account for the increase. It's unclear if other fallout from the pandemic, including a fear of seeking medical care, played a role in the unexplained deaths, and officials say all the data are preliminary. What is clear is that nearly all of the above-average deaths occurred at home. As deaths at home rose, the share of residents dying in hospitals declined. The data leave unanswered questions about what it is that's killing so many Oregonians, but the data are yet another indication that Oregonians' efforts to stay home are paying dividends. Other states have also reported upticks in unexplained deaths, but the spikes in deaths elsewhere, both linked to COVID-19 and not, have been larger. In Oregon, the virus has killed more than 100 people as of Wednesday, according to health officials. It's become increasingly clear that the novel coronavirus is hitting Latino enclaves in Oregon the hardest. In heavily impacted Washington County, half the people who have come down with the contagious virus are Latinos, who make up only 16% of the county population, according to county health officials. And Woodburn, a Marion County city that's 56% Latino, has more than twice the number of COVID-19 cases than any other Oregon zip code. Many Latinos may hold low-wage but essential jobs and have had to work despite the risks from the coronavirus, according to advocates. Public health officials and advocates are redoubling their outreach efforts, and they're pinning their hopes on new emergency health requirements for farmworker housing and working conditions that will go into effect in a week and a half. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler's re-election campaign was sued Wednesday by mayoral candidate Sarah Iannarone and a group of election finance reform advocates. They claim nearly $175,000 his campaign accepted in large donations should be deemed illegal. City elections officials independent of the mayor's control have already ruled that the donations were allowed under a court ruling that was in effect until last week. The campaign donations the lawsuit challenges were above a $500 per donor limit approved by Portland voters in 2018. Such limits were deemed unconstitutional by a Multnomah County Circuit Court judge under a decades-old precedent from the Oregon Supreme Court, which has ruled repeatedly that campaign donations are free speech protected under Oregon's Constitution. But in a landmark reversal, The Supreme Court ruled last week that the contribution limits don't violate Oregonians' right to free speech. Portland election officials now say they plan to enforce the $500 per donor limit beginning Monday, but they won't retroactively enforce the cap. A spokesperson for Wheeler called the lawsuit purely political and said it has no merit. Six more former students of the Catlin Gable School have sued, claiming they were abused by faculty members. The new plaintiffs claim they were sexually abused by former teachers. They're seeking $16 million in damages. The new lawsuit brings to 16 the number of former Catlin students who have filed suit, alleging they were sexually or physically abused during their time attending the exclusive private school in southwest Portland. All of the lawsuits followed last fall's release of summary findings of a scathing internal investigation into sexual abuse committed by school faculty. Most of the alleged abuse, like the incidents described in the new lawsuits, took place in the 1970s through the 1990s. But two of the cases stem from inappropriate student-teacher relationships since 2010. 
The Oregon Shakespeare Festival is taking a new step into the digital world, hoping to connect with millions of Oregonians stuck at home during the coronavirus pandemic. The Southern Oregon Theater Company launched its new digital platform, O, with an exclamation mark, on Wednesday. It expects to begin streaming previously staged performances as well as documentaries, behind-the-scenes footage, interviews, and educational videos. Most of the content will be free. The company opened its 2020 season on March 6th in Ashland, three days after Oregon's first coronavirus case was confirmed. On March 27th, following Oregon Governor Kate Brown's stay-home order, the theater canceled all shows through September 8th, cutting five productions completely as it laid off roughly 400 people. Since then, the organization has launched a $5 million fundraising campaign. A spokesperson said the festival still plans to run a truncated season from September 8th to November 1st, if that's possible. Thanks for listening. For more news, pick up a copy of The Oregonian or go to OregonLive.com. <laughs>